Great hey, show hey, by uh, by the guys good. opening up for us, Rodney. Paper's good. It's it's okay paper to have paper, good. man. Paper it's is okay. good. It's okay. I love the tradition. I love the tradition. I remember doing shows with Babers, and Babers would just have nothing but. But Bucky's like that too. Baber, uh Bucky and Babers have papers everywhere, man. Hello and welcome to Chaos Theory on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button if you haven't already. You can hit me up on Twitter at not the fake wags. My man Rodney is on Twitter at the Rodney R. He's on the gram at the underscore Rodney R, and I'm on the gram at the Wagner Wire. How are you doing, my friend? Wags, man, I'm heartbroken. What? Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs, man. Oh, dude, that's that's bad. Oh my God, are you kidding? Bad me? for the Dallas Cowboys, man. And of course, the I, I think the number one defense was playing last night, and Dallas Cowboys still without Trayvon Diggs. I'm still going to have them as penciled the number two defense right now. Fortunately for the Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot of depth on that team, and I don't want to say it's a plug and play system there, but Trayvon Diggs is one hell of a player to to supplement there. But Dallas yeah. does have a lot of studs on that defense. Yeah, man, you get uh, Deron Bland, you know, he'll he'll kind of insert himself in there, you know, with Gilmore over on the other side. So yeah. so that's great that all of that happened uh, during the offseason. But, man, for something like that, and, and man, these injuries, uh, dude, in the NFL, these early season injuries, season-ending injuries, I mean, look at this, man. You've got three perennial all-stars. you got three badasses, dude, that are done, that are done. And that's, it's crazy, man. This this sport this sport is a bitch. We love it, but man, this I tell you, this is something is, else. Is it the astroturf? Like, is is it the field settings? Like, what is going on to where these, uh, you know, these running backs and these NFL players are just getting banged up? Now, some of these, obviously, like the Nick Chubb, that was a hit on yeah. the on the knee. That's just gonna blow your kneecap up completely there. But I mean, some of the course or some of the field settings rather has to be a little bit, you know, I, I guess in disarray. I mean, I, I think. Uh, I think Washington Stadium is always, or Washington Surf is always known for being all jacked up. So I know MetLife, a lot of people get yeah. jacked up on MetLife too. So we'll see yeah. about that. Yeah, well, Bucky's the NFL. Picking the Aggies. We're going to give you a whole rundown of the college football picks that you should have. Also your NFL picks. Of course, we're going to touch up on the NF or, or uh, on the Major League Baseball race. But we'll be hearing from Sark today, getting you ready for your uh, Longhorns going up in the Baylor, man. A lot to break down. Of course, we had Thursday night football last night, Rodney. What a stinker that was, man. How'd that go for you, man? <laughs> but uh, well, back to well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a, in a, in a yeah. little bit here. Yeah. But my God, it's it's not fun. It's not fun being a Giants fan. That's for sure, dude. I've been there, dude. I've been there. It, yeah. uh, You've it been sucks, a Giants but... fan before? No, no, no. Uh, but okay. having my team, having my team be kind of shitty, uh, is uh, is something that I'm very used to. But, but you don't know true history you, until you're a fucking Giants fan, buddy. <laughs> back to what you were talking about, though, about the turf and, and all that. You know, the NFLPA. I, I mean, they are hardcore. After, of course, after Aaron Rodgers goes down, you know about. I mean, we need to go back to natural surfaces. And I mean, think about this. I mean, you, you've been you've been to Dragon Stadium. You've been to the Kelly Reeves. You've been to the Keanu Reeves Athletic Complex. You you see that that turf down there. It um I, I think a natural playing field would be better. I mean, especially with the speed and the strength and everything that we see well, right now. I here. agree, it, it, isn't it? I mean, because I these things it, are, it, it takes and, a, it takes a lot more to condition and and, and maintain right. and, and whatnot, but it's a lot better for the players, man. And everybody that's played on natural turf will tell you that natural grass is way better than AstroTurf. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's honestly to me, honestly, to I remember, me, I remember falling down and getting pebbles in my, in my eye, like yeah, the rubber, the yeah. rubber stuff that's on the AstroTurf that's supposed to, cook, right. you know, to help pad you from falling or whatnot. That shit sucks. All right. Natural, yeah. the no matter what, 
the hardest hitter on the field is the ground, regardless if it's natural grass or if it's turf, man. Just go with yeah. natural grass, man. Of course, it's going to be tough to maintain, but God, it's softer and it's a lot better. It's it's better on your legs too and and your joints and stuff. Uh, for for regular players, I just don't get it. I don't. I know it looks it looks great and it's easy to maintain, but shit, man, it sure. sucks. Well, and you think about this. I mean, we see it each and every time, like when we see these transformation of the uh, of these fields, you know, where it's like, okay, one day it's this. I mean, I've I've seen it, you know, with NRG, where one day it's a motocross track, and then it becomes, you know, the the Houston Texans playing surface. What what is the base? What is the base of that field? Fucking concrete or cement, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're falling on. You know, you think about the old days in Philadelphia, uh, you know, with that place. Oh, Veterans Stadium? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Veterans Stadium. Notorious for that. But, I mean, you go back. I would much rather see, you know, the Candlestick Park. Uh, I mean, Cleveland, uh, you know, ba back in those days. I mean, a muddy field or whatever. Man, if you turn an ankle because your foot gets stuck in the muck, muck I mean, whatever, that is much better. This, uh, yes, I am not a fan. And we see it in, like like we said, we see it in high school. We have kids that blow out ACLs and break ankles and do all this just because of it, it, it's not conducive to to the violent, you got that bell violence of this sport right now. You got that bell going already? Ring it off, man. Ring Dude, it off. Man, How about JSVTX it, here right now? Should the NFL start to penalize those hits on players who is about uh, to catch the ball? Those hits have been so violent this season. Um, P.I. <laughs> I don't pass interference. <laughs> I don't think that they should be penal like if it's if it's a bang bang play, right? If it's if yep. the ball's being caught right before the defender gets there, then it's the defender's it's the defender's job to jar the ball loose. Like I I was raised in a I feel like I was raised in a different game than a lot of players are being raised today. Dude. Um I would Yes. I grew up on the defensive side of the yes. ball, and I played middle linebackers. So I was taught to put my head on your crown and then come up and dislodge your helmet, not just your ball. So, I mean, I was I was taught to decapitate you. I was taught to use Dude. my head as a weapon and hit with murderous intent, man. Man, even even in the time, the times that I played, whether it be uh, offensive line or defensive line, back in Pop Warner or junior high football, you know what you know what they told us: go for the legs. Go for the legs. I, I mean, uh, and they would say, you know, if you're playing on the offensive line, you got one guy, go for the front, the other guy, go for the back. Yeah, I see, mean, that's, that's chop block, that. man. That's not it's cool. It's a chop block. Yeah, but that's you know not what? cool. I would, I would never talk back, but that's but wags, not cool. It was, it was okay back then. It you was. never got called for that. You never got – the crack back – I mean, the crackback that we talk about now, you know, one of the most deadliest plays that you're going to find in football, it's like – you used to get taught how to do that, and that's uh, it is a very different. And thank goodness, I mean, thank God that it is a very different game, man. Because well, I know like linebackers said, it, and I know linebackers and defensive backs still get taught to look for the crack back. They still get locked. They still get taught to look, you know, head on the swivel and, and especially on like a, a jet sweep or an option, man. You know, if you see if you see that option coming, the the first thing you're gonna you're gonna have is your wide out coming down to crack down on you. So you got to be mm -hmm. on on the head on the solo for that. Let's get into Thursday night football, Rodney. I, I don't want to. Do you really want to do that? About it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Um, wow. For the first three weeks of NFL football, the New York Giants have scored, or excuse me, have been outscored sixty-two to six in the first three halves of their football games. 62 to 6. 
How in the hell are you going to get any type of momentum going on if you can't even score? Se- I mean, we're six. This is a cumulative score, Rodney. You have mm-hmm. six points in three of your first halves of football. You can't get nothing going. You're already being outscored by the opposition. You have a, a tough hill to climb when you get to the second half. And let's not forget that the Arizona Cardinals laid down in the second half last week for the Giants to climb back and get their victory. This team should be 0-3. This is a garbage team. You saw what it could do against a, a stalwart like the San Francisco 49ers, who basically doubled them in plays and time of yeah. possession. They did not belong on the same field with the San Francisco 49ers. I told everybody to take the under, and it was absolutely the under. 42 points was the total last night, and the, and the line was 43 and a half. Awful ball game. Just completely awful. And just think about this, Wags. You haven't even, I mean, you had the juggernaut right there that is the 49ers. I mean, arguably one of the best teams in the, in the NFL. But you haven't even gotten into NFC East play. And it, this is no longer the NFC least. I mean, you got the Cowboys. You've got Philadelphia. Hell, the Commanders are, are even, you know, right now. I mean, it, I mean, my heart broke, talking about broken hearts, I had two broken hearts last night. One for myself. You did not feel bad for the Giants. You did not feel bad. I got to tell you, though, I got to tell you, though, watching that game last night, um, it was closer than I thought it was going to be for a little bit. And and the bad thing is, you you know, I I look at, I look at Danny Dimes and and I watch him. And and again, a lot of this is just because of the, the, the situation that he's in. Of course, he's got a nice, he's got a nice fat wallet right now. But you four years okay four years 160 million do you think that that guy is worth 100 uh, 160 million guaranteed guaranteed 97 is guaranteed i'm sorry like i get emotional like 97 the kid he can't he can't even spell his own damn name but he's a moron he doesn't have any help (laughs) right now he doesn't have any help but but here's the other part i will will say that his offensive line is is an absolute it's fucking horrible just thinking dude it's fucking horrible. And damn, there's more money in the can right there. We we gotta get the we gotta get the quarter can in here so we're dropping money in here. And maybe we'll give right that here. away. I'm with Zidic yeah. right here. Get tough or don't play. Well, Seriously. Bring our bring our game back, man. We, we bring our game back. Get tough or don't on. play. I'm we, not trying to sound like an old head we here. We can't but say that. We can't we can't say that. I can That's say whatever the hell I want. I truly love that. Say whatever the hell I want. 18 carries for 85 yards with CMC last night for your number one running back in fantasy football. Uh, Putting it on against the Giants. Now, the Giants defense, if they do have somewhat of of a saving grace, it is their defense, but their Mm -hmm. defense was still somewhat terrible last night. Of of, of course, only holding the San Francisco 49ers to 30. That's that's decent. But when you're getting outscored, uh, 30 to 12, or when you're outscored 62 to 6 in the first three halves of, of football, or the first three games of your first halves of football, that's just terrible. Um, total yards off. Let's let's go to total yardage right here. If I told you that the Giants got 150 yards of total yards, would you believe me? Is that for the season? No, that's just for the game. That's just for. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. If it was for uh, the season, that would be that would be absolutely terrible. But yeah, the Giants, the Giants well, mustered 150 total yardage last night, Rodney, in comparison to San Francisco's 441. Same. Uh, they were just they were outgunned. That, that's all a hell of a lot better than, day, than I thought it was. But but what I was talking about, yeah, you was, said the was, game was close, man. It really was like the the I San Francisco for, 49ers for were out there for for yeah. double than what the Giants were out there. Yeah, but but your quarterback, I mean, and a lot of it is surrounding cast. I mean, th- there's a lack of it right now. That offensive line is horrible. But y- y- your quarterback, every time that you see him, whether in, in all all three games this year, 
you look at that dude and it's like deer in the headlights, man. It's like, what in the hell is going on right here? I'm going to read and you. That's, I mean, that, that's just what he has to deal with at this point. Yeah, I'm going to read you some random comments from an av not a, uh -oh. a novice. Uh -oh. This is a person who watched last night that doesn't watch too much of the yeah. Giants. But these are just some random comments that I'm going to read you, okay? <laughs> Why does he look like that? Isn't he supposed to throw the ball? <laughs> Does he know he's playing quarterback? These are serious questions. These are serious questions. <sighs> Aren't you supposed to throw the ball when you snap it? He looked at the guy for three seconds and didn't throw the ball. He was open. What's wrong with him? These are comments from my wife. My wife oh, doesn't shit. watch. these. My, watch, my, my wife doesn't watch too much football, but when she does, she actually, she can understand. So to the novice eye, Daniel Jones looks terrible. Just like to the, uh, to the advanced eye or whatnot, man. He is bad. It's bad football. One interception last night, thankfully. That's all he threw was one interception. But he didn't compliment himself with any touchdowns. It was bad. 22 for 32 on, on the dropbacks, Rodney. And he has no help from the backfield there. Burita, you'd like to think that you can get something going, but we already talked about it. The offensive line for the New York Giants is dismantled. There's holes. There's more holes in a boat, uh, you know, in that damn line than there are in, in, in a a sub that's been sunk in World War II, Rodney. It's it, it's awful. It's it's tough to watch. Uh, again, I told you that the Giants were going to be at the bottom of the barrel, and that's looked like it looks like that's where they're going to end up. Well, and again, I, I totally get I totally get everything, and I understand the comments right there because my wife does the same thing. I mean, she'll sit here and break stuff down, oh. and uh, you know, uh, she's a baseball girl, but she'll sit here and watch football and, and asking me the same questions, and I'm like, I don't know, you, you know, I really don't know. But I go back to the supporting cast right there. That that's really hard. But again, you're playing the 49ers. Here's a question I have for you: Watching that game last night, Trent Williams, how did he not get thrown out of that football game last night? You see that shit? Because they just they wanted the the refs wanted the game to be over with, and they didn't want to deal with any type of ejections or whatnot. If Trent Williams is in the game and allows the running back, it allows the San Francisco 49ers to maintain, uh, you know, time of possession and just continue to run. Nobody wanted to be there. Not even the refs. They were trying to get out of there as fast as possible, man. They just wanted the game yeah. to end, dude. Yeah, I, I didn't even get, like. That's how like that's how bad the Giants were getting beat up so bad. I didn't even care that Trent Williams threw the threw the punch. I didn't even care. I just. Giants didn't even belong yeah. on the field. Let's get into the, some collegiate football because it's going to ruin my day if we continue to talk about the Giants, man. All right, let's go down this list. We didn't get to talk too much to Al Walsh last night about some of the key matchups or top matchups that we want to see here. But one, the six versus the nine, no pun intended, man. Two undefeated squads going up against each other. We saw Notre Dame open up the collegiate football season with Notre Dame over in, or excuse me, with uh, Navy over, over in Ireland here. Now they got somewhat of a, uh, a stalwart to play here. Ohio State coming mm -hmm. in right now to the Fighting Irish, and that is going to be one hell of a good game here, man. Hartman already over a 1,000 yards on the season. You got to like what Notre Dame has to offer here going up against the fight or going up against the Ohio State Buckeyes, Rodney. Man, I'm actually taking Notre Dame in this game. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm going with Notre Dame in this. I I think at that, home, that that's this, at home. Yeah, Ohio State's yeah. given three. Yeah, yeah. I I think this is a really good pick right here. I think that uh, if you're going to call your cousin, you're going to throw some money down on this. I I, I don't want to say it's you know a you know five thousand lock bet or anything like that. But but I'm going to you tell don't you think something. you don't think it's a thousand dollar unit lock. 
No, man, I don't think so. But I'll, t I'll tell you one damn thing. It's pretty freaking close. I think you go right here with the Irish. I mean, boom, dude, I mean, this right here, primetime, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Dude, I mean, I know we're going to break some of these games down. But even here's what's so cool about this weekend for me. This is a badass schedule of games that we have uh, tomorrow but and tonight. But, but last week was supposed to suck. And last week was really damn good, dude. <laughs> yeah, last really week, yeah. With, so on paper it didn't look too sexy but it actually turned up to be one hot date that's for yeah. sure on saturday didn't this it? this thing looks super sexy the hot to crazy yeah. ratio is awesome this week uh, i can't wait to see what we have going down or how it's going to actually play out right now um for total yardage ohio state is actually bested by the new uh by the Notre Dame fighting Irish here. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame putting up 508 yards per stanza and then all of a sudden you know, Ohio State pops off with 474. Going to have a lot of explosive offense here. I can't wait to see, you know, this battle actually fold out here. I want to I want to give Ohio State the roses and take Ohio State with the money. But I think I'm going to call WTF, man. I think yeah. I'm calling wrong team favored. Yeah, dude. I think I'm you with you. I think I'm wrong team favored yeah. in Notre Dame. Give me the Irish. Yeah. Now, I'll probably you, pay you, for that. I'll probably pay you, for it. But I'm, uh, you it's know a hell of a lot, man. You know a hell of a lot more than I do, dude. But but I'm telling you right there, got to take Notre Dame on that one, dude. It's a uh, it's worth a fire. Hopefully, you guys cashed in last night and took that under that I was talking talking to you guys about on the uh, Thursday night football. I was saying that the the San Francisco 49ers would cover and they would also cover the the under as well, and that actually happened. Another play that I want to give you guys, I'd love to give you this one for a parlay, but also uh, Texas Longhorns Texas Longhorns versus Baylor. A small line. I'm still believing that it's going to be 23 and a half or, or maybe even, you know, 24 points up there. I think it's good. I think you're good for that. I don't think the, I don't think the Longhorns will struggle at all going up into Baylor. You've seen, we, we've already all heard Brad and uh, Bucky talk about it. You won in Tuscaloosa. I think that is probably going to be the toughest place or the toughest venue that you're going to play yeah. um, in, in terms of just, you, you know, hostile settings and whatnot. If you can win in Tuscaloosa, you should be able to endure whatever is thrown at you at McLean Stadium. Um, there's going to be Longhorn fans there too. We, you know, we mm -hmm. talked about it, but it's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous, um, but you should be able to endure this and put this team to bed. I don't think the line is going to be a factor here. I think the Longhorns are worth at least 24 points. Oh, no doubt about it. I think you and I both agree. that I think we've kind of both centered around 24 throughout the week as, as where we're going to bottom out right here. But, I mean, think about this. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to be raucous. I mean, these folks are going to be excited. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing about this series, I, I don't know if these numbers have come up, and it, we can kind of dive in here just a little bit, talking about Texas and Baylor, so, you, you know, game day coming well, we got up. A whole, but, we got a whole list of slate that we want to, that I want to go down and talk about and get the lines to everybody too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, break down, break down what you need to do, and then we'll uh, we'll continue to move on towards the slate. But think about this, Wags. You know, Texas leads this series eighty to twenty-eight. I mean, it's been sheer dominance by Texas. I mean, since since twenty ten, it's seven. You know, Texas leads seven to six. But I mean, you come in right here. And let, I mean, Wags. Stab, come on out, establish a running game. Don't get into third and long. Just come out and dominate this game. We've been talking about it all week. Don't sit here and jack around. Don't let this turn into rice. Don't let this, and again, Wyoming, a very good football team. Don't mm -hmm. let it, just, just come in and just, just take care of business. Shut that crowd up. Yeah, student section full, sold out, all this shit. How do you quiet them down, dude? 
You go out there sure. and you punch them right in the face. Or, That's or how let you them take have the ball and, and then issue a three and out on their first uh, their first possession and then go out there and score as soon as you get the ball back. That's exactly how you take the you zap the crowd, you take the energy out of and McLean's McLean Stadium silence, except for the Longhorn burnt orange mm-hmm. faithful there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. line on this is 14 and a half. Again, they're good for it. They will Dude, cover that easily, man. Um, a good point that Bucky was talking about, too. I don't care if, if the Longhorns actually go out there and win by one point, you know, for the rest of the, the time out there. Of course, I won't be making any money if I'm betting on the Longhorns. But, yeah, you're coming back with victorious, uh, with a victorious result, and that's all that matters. All right, let's continue to go down here. Does UAB and Georgia do anything for you? Are you kind of wanting the backdoor cover here from UAB? Man, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, That's a tough line, Rodney. This, this, is, this is another one, kind of talking about what we're talking about with Texas right here, because we've watched Georgia. Georgia struggled to put points up. Georgia struggled. Georgia has struggled. So I, I think it's the same thing right here with the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, if you want to come out, because here's, here's the whole thing when it comes to Texas. I, I'm when serious it comes about to this. US, this is a sexy backdoor cover right here, Rodney. This it, is sexy, it really is. happened in the second half. It really is. It, it, but but here's the thing with with these teams in the top five. You got to come at style points, dude. You got to come out and cover these lines because yeah. when you start looking, when you start looking at the end of the season, you know we're talking about man, Texas needs to get in the playoff or something. But if Texas wins tomorrow by ten, somebody could come back to the Baylor game and say, well, they kind of stepped on their dick right there in that Baylor game, and 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 that could that could hurt them. So no, I, I get you. Every, the same no, situation. Win, win. A win's a win, but yeah, you got to win in dramatic fashion or you got to win with a convincing patch and that's for sure absolutely um the 42 the 42 and a half to me is really sexy for you uh university of alabama Birmingham here georgia struggled in their first three weeks of competition they probably write the ship by now but they still come out a little bit sluggish in the first half of football um and then you know, you'd like to think that that backdoor cover could happen backdoor towards cover, the fourth yeah. quarter, right? Now, mm-hmm. Georgia's probably going to gain a lead here, but then UAB, UAB might be able to come back and give a little bit of a surge in the fourth quarter just because you might see a little bit of a, a letdown or a little bit of a law in the in the Georgia defense at that time. If that happens, that, that's a lot of points. I'm that's telling you right now, 42, points, 42 is a lot to cover, man. That is a lot to cover. <laughs> that's a lot of points, dude. I'm, I'm, uh, I got this marked down as, as a UAB as a UAB uh, cover here. I think, I think I UAB think, covers. I, I, they're, obviously, they're not going to win the game, but I think they have a chance to get inside the points here. Let's continue yeah. to go down the slate of games. Oregon and Washington State. We got a sexy undefeated matchup here in the pack, whatever you want to call it now. Pack four? What are they? Pack 12? Are you still officially the pack 12? Still 12. Isn't that the shitty but part? It's really pack four. They're, they're, the, they're, st- they're still the pack 12, and they're it's all still, badass. And, and they're about to dissolve. <laughs> it's like, man, going out, going out in a blaze of glory right here, man. The Pac-12, and it's like, man, all these great teams, all these great quarterbacks. Oh yeah, at the end of the year, it's all fucking gone. It's all. Pullman, Washington is a tough place to play, Rodney, and of it course, is. the Beavers will be traveling there. Um, if it's one team that can do it, though, it could be the Oregon State Beavers here. The 14th ranked Beavers go into Pullman here, trying to come out with the victory right now. Total yardage is in favor of Washington with 535 yards to the good there to their opposition, 466 total yards for the Bucky Beavers. Who you like here? You know, I'm going with Washington State to cover here. Being a home game, man. Being a home game. 
I'm go- I'm going with Washington. I'm keeping State. tabs on this too because we're gonna have a record yeah. at the end oh. of the year between you and I. That's okay. No, I, I'm going with them, dude. And I kind of go off the wall because I, I dig into stupid shit like, you know, home field advantage and and all of this stuff. And I totally get, I, I totally get. And college football is so different because the environment to me just kind of shifts a lot of things right here. And especially when you're talking about a line, like like two and a half, two and a half, man, That that that's not a lot. That's not a lot, man. I, I'm going with the home team here, dude. Give me the homers. I Give like me it. the homers. Damien Moore. Damian Martinez is a stud. It seems like, yeah, it seems like Oregon State or Oregon just usually has studs from their backfield here, man. Uh, Martinez is one hell of a back there. Comes off popping at 8.8 yards uh, per run there. 351 yards on the ground on 40 rushing attempts. Only one touchdown, though. So this guy needs to find pay dirt just a little bit more, but he can get mm-hmm. you and carve you up in between the hashes here. I like this matchup. I'm going to go with. Oregon State here. Oh. Yeah. Oregon State on the road in Pullman here. Um, I don't want to say it's an upset because Oregon State's 14th and Washington State is 21. But this is a great matchup. This yeah, I like this matchup, matchup right here. Now. I like Oregon State. Give me give me Oregon State to cover here, and it's just a better reward. It's a better payoff, anyways, Rodney. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. I got I Oregon that. State. You got Washington State on this one here. Moving on down the way, does Rutgers does Rutgers have any way to beat Michigan? I mean, Rutgers is undefeated. Rutgers, I mean, does that have any ounce of tape going into it or ounce of uh, success going into this tale of the tape going up against the number two Michigan Wolverines, which I think, by the way, are playing the best ball in the country at the moment. So, Are we still 24 and a half? Is, is that where we are right now? Or On that, that line? On that uh, that line right now is 24, so it's actually came down 24. just a little bit. Over and yeah. under is at 44, um, and yeah, that's at the big house. So, uh, dude. Uh, look for Michigan to take care of business and win. Yeah, here. man. Of of these teams that we talk about in the top five, to me, Michigan is the one that's really solidified their place in the top five. You know, we we watched you know Texas and Georgia and and some of these guys kind of stumble around and not 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 be doing what they need to be doing. Michigan hasn't really been that team to me. I think they, dude, I think they cover this easily. Uh, this could be 35, 37 points here for for Michigan to to win this ball game. Yeah, when Wimstad though, Wimstad's been playing good. I just he hasn't gone up against no. a, an opposition or a caliber opponent guys, like dude. yeah, dude. He hasn't gone up against the Wolverines. He's put four hundred seven yards through the air, three touchdowns, man, seventy seven point yeah. three rating. But you're going up against the studs of studs yeah. in your Big Ten. If yeah. it's not Ohio yeah. State, it's got to be Michigan, right? Like I don't think it's Ohio State's conference anymore. I actually do think Michigan has superseded them and taken over uh, the reins of the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, we'll be able we'll to find, find out. out. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll find out. Um. But yeah, I think Michigan is is right where they need to be. Harbaugh's got them right, and it's by the way they don't have an offense or a defense there in Michigan. They got a defense, and I think that defense is working out well for for Michigan. Man, we'll see how that bodes out. They don't struggle mm-hmm. at all. They handle Rice, or uh, they, solid, will, dude. they will take They're care solid. of Rice handily here, man, nope. and they cover. Yep. Not not a big enough line, man. Not a big enough line. Yeah, at I, all. I agree. Yeah, that, that that's low. That's low to me. Florida State at Clemson. This mm. this had some sex appeal to it when we first started seeing this game at the preseason on the schedule now, um, Clemson's kind of struggling here. Florida State took a little bit of a dip. I mean, they won, but they still struggled last week, uh, 31 to 29. What do you like here? <laughs> you know, obviously, I, I mean, Clemson, obviously they lose, you know, they lose to start the season and it's like, okay, 
you know, Dabo, this is it. You know, uh, we're we're pointing out all the things that Dabo is doing wrong, not using the portal, not using NIL, not doing all these different things. But let me tell you something right there. It, it looks like Clemson is kind of battling back a little bit to me. I mean, there's a there's a little bit of fire right there. And again, with Florida State, yeah, yeah, they struggled last week, but a lot of teams did. A lot of the top teams did. That was the that was the the allure to me of last weekend is all the badasses struggled. So this is a brand new reset of this weekend, man. I, I think Florida State, Florida State, like Georgia, like Texas, you come out. You're you're one of the elites. You're you're quote unquote one of the elites right now. You got to come out. You, you got to come out. Take care of these guys. Take care of Clemson. I don't give a shit what what the condition of the program is. Come take care of them, and that makes you look good. I'm going Florida State in this bitch. See, line's only two here, Rodney. Would I be yeah. crazy to take Clemson here? I think this is a get right and a, a rite of passage game for Dabo and his boys here. Uh, um, if you ask me, if you want to, if it's you want to break home. this down, it, it is. It's at it's at home for Clemson, but 466 to the good for total yardage of uh, the Seminoles here, and then 489 for the Clemson. Uh, excuse me, the Clemson Tigers here got something in my eye. Excuse me one second. To your eyeball, buddy. But no, yep, no. It I is mean, that eyeball. I still think there is a um a contact lens back. Dude, you probably have a contact reason. stuck in there. I, I'm telling so, you, dude. It's still it's been giving me issues here. Anyways, now uh Club Nick man, Club Nick, I think he's starting to get his his feel back again. Eight touchdowns to the good, two interceptions here. He's gonna have to have a big game to keep this Florida State defense off balance. And again, they're gonna have Dabo's gonna have to establish we talked about. You know, the Longhorns establishing their run. You got to keep Florida State off balance too, man. You can't have That's all of your running point. coming from Klubnik, right? You got to use his legs and extend plays like that, but allow him to still sit there and, and carve people up with his arm, right? People well, don't know. I don't know how many people know this about Klubnik, but I think I'm pretty sure he was first state or first team all state in the track yeah, as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we we we've watched him run, you know. Here and by the way, Battle of the Lakes coming up tonight. Uh, maybe we can touch on that if we even want to go down. Well, that we'll, road. we'll save that for the end of it. For the, yeah, I know people give a damn about that. But the here's, hot here's, 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 here's the, the thing. hot mom's bowl. It's the hot mom's bowl, right? Oh, hot mom's bowl. Yeah, man. The Cougar, Some people call the, Battle of the Lakes, but it's hot mom's bowl. Milf bowl. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, you get into this, and I think it, it, Clemson, you can't rely on on Cade Klubnik. Yeah, yes, he he did a lot of really good things in high school, but dude, this 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 is not high school anymore. This, this is where you need to rely him on more. Yeah, the alphas uh, are with you, the alphas here, man. Uh, establish a running game. Get the ball down the field. If you're going to put it on his legs, you're in trouble. And and I think that's been kind of one of the knocks there on Clemson. But yes, they're going in the right direction. Yeah, they're two and one or whatever. But I, I think this is too much Florida State right here, dude. And like I said, redemption. This is redemption weekend for a lot of these teams up in the top ten. Statement yeah. weekend. Statement, Statement weekend, weekend on a big weekend. Um, I think that Clemson is able to sneak out of here and get the win in their home in Death Valley. I, I mean, to me, if you want to, you want to take a shot at anything for the money at, at the wrong team favored, uh, yep. I will tell you that it might be, um, or it's not going to be wrong team favored rather, but I will tell you to go up and take the back door for UAB. If you're looking for any type of sneak right there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that Florida state is going to be able to handle Clemson, I think the Tigers are actually going to put up a fight. Like I said, this looks a lot more sexier on paper than it than it does like last week or two weeks ago. It, 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 it looked really sexy in the preseason, but it's starting to get its sex appeal oh, back. Yeah. 
Yeah, you see this in the preseason. It's like, man, that's a battle for number one right there. Right. I mean, I mean, that's going to be two teams. That's going to be one and two that are going to be battling each other. Funny how that shit changes in about three weeks. Two more games that I want to talk about before we. Uh, yeah, exactly. Funny. That, right. That does change from week to week. It's funny how yeah. that goes. Um, two more games that I want to talk about on this slate before we uh hit over and talk more in depth about uh Longhorns and Baylor, Iowa and Penn State. Another. Uh, bout between two undefeated schools 24 Iowa traveling to Happy Valley will they get a happy ending there uh, no happy endings for Iowa uh, this is uh, uh, you know I, I think this is one and a top 25 and a half right here man 14 and a half yeah, no not not going with that I mean if, you if, if this was Iowa, you don't think Iowa covers I don't think so. I mean, I think if, if this was a home game, I, I think if you were at home and I, uh, you know, if this was a, an Iowa Hawkeyes home game, yeah. But I don't know, dude. Penn State, like I said, dude, that that is my underlying theme of the weekend. This is this is statement weekend right here. We only we're only in week four or five. I, hell, I don't know what week it is. But I mean, this is where with the, with. With the slate of games that we have, and again, a top 25 matchup right here, this is where you got to go out, and this is going to set the tone for the rest of the year. A lot of shit is going to be, uh, you know, contingent on what happens this weekend. Who wins, who loses, that's going to start, because it won't be long, dude. The committee's going to get to work, and they'll start doing whatever the hell they do. I don't know if they use pen, paper, I don't know what they do. Batteries, I don't they know. Have how they have their own chaos theory, man. <laughs> Yeah, they are the chaos theory. Yeah, they, they are the original chaos, chaos theory. theory. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what, what do you think about this one? Well, Penn State, uh, Penn State plays efficient football. They don't blow you out of the water. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't tear you up vertically, but they do things efficiently, right? Uh, Alars played decent football. Uh, Seventy, almost seven hundred and fifty yards through the air, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So you gotta like that. It's efficient football. And then on the ground, you're getting uh you're getting able to carve it up with Allen there too. He's a strong runner. They run the ball well as well. 42 carries on the year, and then just over the 200 century mark uh for Allen as well. Um, it's a well-balanced attack from Penn State. It's going to be tough for Iowa to to get in there and get the victory, but I do think they're able to go into Happy Valley and get a cover here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's fun. I'm not yeah, always I mean, right. I'm not always right, but it's dude, just, dude. you know. I'm I'm rarely right. It's a numbers but, game, but again, baby. It's a numbers game. And this is the this is the fun part about doing this with you is that you were so honed in. And I mean, I'll dig in, and but I don't have nearly I like the skill. Money. I to, like I don't money. Well, and that's so. So I get this question last night from my wife. So so I had I have this pool that I'm in. You know, a season pool. You know, where I'm actually um, picking games or whatever. And my wife. We're sitting there, you know, no baseball last night. So we're just sitting there watching, you know, whatever, Hulu or whatever the hell. And she's like, I need to ask you a question. Are you betting on sports? Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm not quite at that point yet. She's like, I walk by your desk. I see all these different things laying would over that, there. Would, was, would that be a problem? Would that cause a problem if you were betting on sports? Because my, oh, my wife does not like me betting on sports. At all. Well, if I win... She'd be on cloud nine, dude. But um, <laughs> you hear my picks. I'm probably not going to win. But, but yeah, it's, but I've, I've never, I've never a winning been percentage of 62. You're dude, you're looked at as really good here. But dude, you're not making bet, much money if you're 62%. I bet and win NASCAR leagues because I know those dudes. Right. <laughs> I talk to insiders and they tell me shit during the week. And it's like, here's your top five. Boom, 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 boom. And, and I win every NASCAR league that I'm in. But but here, 
And that's, that's what I'm saying. The cool part of doing this with you, it's like, man, starting to analyze this stuff. And you, you dude, you, you are about to, man, I, I'm going to find. Instead of putting, my, it sounds like all, I'm about those, to arouse you. All those quarters that I'm putting in the uh, cuss jar, man, I might have to start uh might have to find me a cousin, man. <laughs> Let me be your cousin, man. You can come over. You said we got plenty of room here. You can sleep over, right. man. You want to sleep up top? You want to sleep? All in the my boat, cousins, man? all my real cousins are dead. So I oh, think I may damn. have to find, <laughs> may have to find a cousin. And um, dude, I I need some money. I need some money. We I got. Will, we will get you in for my real job, dude. I need some money. <laughs> of course, we will. We will make it hook up and flow for you. That's for sure. One more game that I want to talk about before we get into Texas and Baylor here of course the marquee matchup of the week for me um it's been going down for the past three weeks now you've seen the apex start to happen to where the climax is about to explode but it's only week four it's only week four and we're getting Colorado prime time going up into Eugene prime time has been blasting nothing but Eugene uh band music and all kinds of you know uh you know, Oregon hoopla that uh, at the practice field or whatnot to try and get him, them ready for the atmosphere, the chaotic atmosphere that they're yeah. going to experience up in Eugene. Rodney, is prime time, Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes, led by Shador Sander, are they able to go into Eugene, Oregon and pull this upset off? Well, they're missing a pivotal piece. Yeah. It's going to be out for a about Heisman, three weeks. A Heisman piece. Yeah. So, so that that that's huge. Um, but Lines you know what? 21 right now. Lines a yeah. solid 21 in favor yeah. of Oregon. But you know what, dude? What what does Coach Prime? I mean, we had this conversation last week. What 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 does he do? He sees this, and man, he is motivating these kids. I mean, he's doing all the hip hop and all this different stuff. But then they get in the locker room, and he's telling them shit that's going to make them believe that they can do anything. Man, he he. This is this right here is going. If if Colorado look, I I am. I am not going uh, – Colorado is going to cover this. Colorado is going to cover this. Even though the defense is a, it's suspect, uh, suspect uh, it kind of sucks uh, at times. They'll cover this. But, look, dude, are, are any of us going to be surprised if Colorado goes in here? Hell, maybe another overtime game. Is anyone going to be surprised if, if Colorado finds a way to go and fucking win this ball game? I would actually be – if Colorado – goes into Eugene and beats Eugene or beats Oregon in Eugene, I would, I would actually be surprised. Like this is a, this is a tough feat, man. Um, Shore Sanders playing out of his mind, 12 touchdowns to one interception on his, uh, on his slate, or excuse me, 10 touchdowns to one interception here over 1200 yards. Dude's a stud, but I don't know how much he's going to be able to put the team on his back. Um, Edwards, Edwards is going to have to get nasty and win one-on-ones in space here, man. And like you said, that defense is going to be, that yeah. defense is going to have to come out of here and try and stop Weaver or, and got Frank, like the whole, re- their receiving core is nasty, man. Oregon's receiver, Weaver and Franklin's pretty nasty. They're kind of serious, dude. Um, Irving's nasty, excuse me, uh, Weaver's for, for Colorado, but, uh, but yeah. Franklin's nasty. And then Irving is who I was trying to talk about the running back coming out of the backfield as, as well. It just seems like. It seems like Oregon, like I was t- talking about earlier, Oregon State and Oregon just always have running backs that just get loaded up into that program, man. Yeah. Uh, usually yeah. you see a lot of speed coming out of these schools, and we're going to see a lot of speed on Saturday as well, man. I, give me Oregon, dude. I don't even think I don't even think Colorado covers here. It's going to be tough. I'll be shocked. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to see Colorado continue this storyline and do it. Um, 
But man, this is this is obviously their toughest their toughest matchup sure. on their schedule, and it's going to show out that way as well. It'll come to fruition. Yeah. I I yeah. don't see Colorado coming out with a victory here, and it's going to be tough for them to get within three scores. The line is twenty one. That yeah. sounds about right to me, Rodney. Yeah, I'm actually with you. That, that's the route that I'm going. I mean, I, I can sit here and try to be Coach Prime myself and try to coach this team up and, and, and you know, be the optimist and think about all the great things that could happen. But, and that is the main thing. With the, with the one key missing element, that, that is going to put a lot of this on Shadur Sanders. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that this is the team that you want to go up against when you have to put all this on your shoulders because it, this really is a great test. And, oh, by the way, you get done with this, then you get then you get the real test. <laughs> then right. you get the real right. test coming up. So I think – and this, is, this isn't – I hate to say that the next two weeks for Colorado are going to be a crash landing. Because they are, it, though, dude. <laughs> it is. This has been a great story. But in all honesty – Oregon's going to boat race these guys. Yeah, it's going to be and, it's going to be bad. Yeah. I, I, of course, you know I want to see a different result, but I think it's going to be a different. Uh, I think it's going to be a bad result on Saturday. Uh, one more game on the slate that I wanted to talk about. I will not be betting on because I just want to sit back and watch this thing fold out or unfold and play out here. Ole Miss and Alabama. Um, <laughs> I want to see Bama stomp Ole Miss completely, just outright stomp Ole Miss to give us that that strength of schedule points and um and all that hoopla or whatnot. But, dude, uh, Ole Miss has a chance to come out here and actually shock Bama. I don't know which Bama we're going to see. If it's going to be the perennial champs of the past decade, even though Georgia's, you know, taking the last two here. But what type of program, what type of of Crimson Tide are we going to see roll out here? Um, man, I don't. Is there, is, is the succession plan still up for question, man? Um, I, right now, you know, Saban is sitting there saying that Milrow is the guy and he's, you know, he's earned the snaps and earned the starting position here. But dude, at what type when they, when they meet any type of adversity, adversity, does Saban sit there and put the hook on Milrow and then go with Buckner again? I mean, I don't know if you do that. I mean, which I one of those guys? That, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to ride Milrow right here. But I mean, think about this. I mean, with Alabama, and and the one thing that I took really it, it, that I really thought was odd last week after after the win by Alabama, when Nick Saban goes in and he t he tell I heard him say that he told his kids, "You guys enjoy this win." For 24 hours, which which you hear that cliche all the time, but who who would have ever heard that from 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 Nick Saban after that win last week? What was that 17 to three? Who who would have ever heard Nick Saban say, "Enjoy that against win, South Florida against South yeah, Florida over South Florida"? I mean, man, there's a shift right here, dude. I, I'm telling you, Steve Sarkeesian gets the best of Nick Saban. Here comes Lane Kiffin, dude. Uh, I think I, I'm not gonna have any knee jerk reactions just dude. yet here, man. I think Alabama is still gonna be able to handle this game, dude. Um, How? Yes, I, I don't. I, I don't know, dude. I, 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 I'm well, they're seriously. gonna have to stop the quarterback. That's your dart is fantastic, I and mean, he darts all yes. over the place, not just on the yes. on the ground, but he also, you know, no pun intended, but he's throwing darts all over the field as well. So uh, this is a special mm -hmm. quarterback here for Ole Miss, man. Right now, almost a thousand yards through the air, 852 yards. Uh, seven touchdowns to one interception, so he's playing really efficient football. But on the ground, he's tremendous as well, man. He's been able to carve you up 213 yards with two touchdowns. Um, you know, just be, being able to do the FedEx ground service as well, man. You got to love what this kid can bring. Now, if How? they contain this dude, then they have a chance at at actually putting the, putting away the old old Miss Rebels here. How, how did Texas? How did Texas finish off that game against Alabama? They just sat there and gouged in the running game. 
If Ole Miss can do that, dude. I don't know, dude. I'm taking a flyer right here, dude. I'm going, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm doing it. I'm going Ole Miss. You wanted to make money. Or the well, or is this? Do I make money if I win this one? <laughs> Stay away from this one. Stay, no, this is going to be. Do I get a battery? I'm just kidding. I'm going with Alabama. I, I'm six going with half, Alabama. Yeah, six uh, and a half for Alabama. I think. I think they're good for a touchdown here, man. But they're, they're, they're they're be again, I'm not going to touch this game. I'm not. No, I just want to no, watch no. it. I no. just want to watch it. But for no. those of you out there that do want to place money on this, Alabama covers. I got Alabama at least good for seven here. Yeah. Well, and this is where we talk about bounce back weekend, statement weekend. Alabama, you need to you need to go show out, man, because there's a lot of people that are thinking that Alabama's done and they want to get St. Nick out of here and who, who's going to take it like we're talking about succession plans and all this. He says he's not going anywhere. But if you're Alabama, you better. The, the, the toast of Alabama right now is South Alabama, for crying out loud. <laughs> what what the hell's going on over there? <laughs> All right, let's get into some Longhorn and Baylor talk. Before we get into anything, let's hear from Covert Bee Cave. That's right. Don't forget, pregame show coming up tomorrow. Uh, you'll have Bucky and BK, or a Bucky and B, yeah, Bucky and BK will be out uh, with our pregame show. The only, the only Texas pregame show that you're going to find. I was on the road a couple of weeks ago, and I had to turn on the the terrestrial radio, and I'm turning on to the flagship, and I'm like. There's nothing. What's going on here? Isn't that sad? Isn't it's, that sad? It's a, it's a damn crying it's shame. It's cool. It's cool that we're the only outlet there that actually gives a pre. But it in a matter in a year like this, we should yes. not be the only avenue of approach. Yes, but I'm and glad we are because everybody's it, locked a, into us. It's a damn good thing that I had the Texas Sports Unfiltered app because I could turn those guys on and get the most in depth conversation and pregame that you're going to find. Oh, by the way, we got a postgame show too as well. I don't think the flagship does that either. But anyway, Covert Bee Cave, we want to invite you out there. Three state-of-the-art dealerships, uh, seven different brands of those great uh, covert vehicles, new and pre-owned Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Covert Ford, Hutto, and Chevrolet. That's out 79. And of course, in Austin, you got the Fords and the Lincolns right there with the Covert family. Been doing it since 1909. The Covert family, they want to get you in a new, uh, I mean, if you're if you're wanting to get out this weekend, go find a new vehicle, depending, you know, new or pre-owned. There is nothing wrong with a pre-owned vehicle. I mean, a lot of times, you know, folks, I, I know I have owned several different vehicles in my life and, and most of them have been pre-owned, and they're really good pre-owned vehicles. So uh, go check out the coverts. They'll take care of that for you as well. Also, as I always like to talk about, because I'm a car guy, with all of that maintenance, man, every time I open the hood on my car these days, I'm like, man, I don't know what any of that shit is. Where's the carburetor? Where's the air cleaner? Where's the exhaust? Where, where's all of that? I can't find any of that. If you have that maintenance, if you have oil changes, man, I don't even know where the oil pan is on these new cars for crying out loud or trucks or SUVs. Take it to Covert. They have 86 service bays, minimal weight. They're going to take care of you. It's covertbcave.com. Your latest weekly specials, weekly, not just holiday, not just holiday, not just, um, you know, none of that stuff. Every week, covertbcave.com. Check them out. Talk to our man, Dan Covert, and tell him that you appreciate all of that great family being a part of Texas Sports Unfiltered. And remember, remember, nobody, and I mean nobody, beats a covert deal, not now, and sure as hell, not ever, Wags. Covert BK. Not ever.
Best in the business, man. Best in the business. All right, Rodney, let's get into this. Now, the Longhorns have struggled the past couple of weeks at it, you know, coming out and and starting to establish dominance in the first stanza or or early up. They've they've actually, you know, been slow starts, man. What does the Longhorns need to do in order to change that and start getting on the board first here? Maybe put up 14 points at the end of the first quarter instead of just seven. Against this defense, Wags, I'm a broken record. I'm skipping. I got a bad needle. Pound the rock. Pound the rock. You don't have to come out and throw on first down. Don't put yourself in third and long. I mean, look at this defense right here. I mean, we saw we we saw Jonathan Taylor last weekend. I mean, this dude was running like a madman. You come on out and Give you just gouge, gouge. Just just pound them, beat them up, put their hands on their hips, man. You you just you just destroy this defense because you have the running game to do this. And when Jonathan Taylor needs a rest. Get Jordan Blue in there. Yep. I mean, you've got it all right there. And and Wags, it, 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 it's so, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not a coach, but damn it, I think I am one. Establish that running game. JT Sanders, suit him up. Take him on the bus this week. Actually let him be a part of the game plan. Start dumping shit underneath to him, and you are going to destroy the Baylor Bears. I think Easily. you will, too. Um, Sark talked about how uh, Baxter has looked. CJ Baxter's looked fantastic in practice throughout the week. Uh, some of the best practices that he's had uh, while he's been in camp. Um, so we'll see how they roll out their three-headed Hydra from their, from the rushing attack. But here is Sark on the defense of the Baylor Bears. Well, I think one, you know, I, I want to keep belaboring the point, but they're well coached. You know, Dave's been doing it a long time at multiple stops, Utah State, Wisconsin, LSU, now Baylor. Uh, and it's definitely his defense, you know, it's, you know, I know they've changed coordinators, but, but it's, it's his defense. And so, um, the reality is one, they've got the scheme Two, they've got really big bodies up front. You know, they're a physical front, they're long. Um, they do, they do a good job of kind of with gap integrity. Uh, and when they're playing really good, um, they don't have to, they don't have to, you know, kind of put an extra hat in the box to defend the run. They can play the pass. And with their coverage units, uh, whether it's the the five DBs, depending on the formation, and and trust that front to defend the run. Um, and then they've got a multitude of ways that they can play their coverages in the back end to match your routes. And so, um, uh, you know, you add all that up, that, that that bodes well from from a good defensive standpoint, especially when you're at home uh, and things can get harder on the offense from a communication standpoint. So he talked, the thing that, that comes – off the page to me first there of what he said is he he talked about how Baylor usually has really good gap responsibility and gap assignments just with their front four right with their base package and their baseline yeah. if he can establish if Baylor in Aranda can establish dominance in winning the trenches right there it's going to make it hard for viewers to actually step up into his throws and be and continue to get that consistency that we're looking for. You might see another, another inconsistent game from Quinn Ewers if they can't control that Baylor defensive front. Well, and this is where I go back to the running game because I think Texas can control or, or should control for all intents and purposes, should control, um, you know, the trenches right there. From I hearing mean, that statement, do you think you think that's what Sark actually wants to come out and do is establish the run and, and lay down? No, uh, you know, I, I, I know he won't. I mean, he ball. never does. 
He never does. I mean, look, dude, it's painfully obvious right here to all of us what what you can come out and do right here. But but they're going to come out and throw on first down, dude. That's what they do. And and, and I really I, 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 that disappoints me each and every time because you put yourself behind the chains. I mean, you get into second down, second and ten, and 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 then yeah, then you try to run the ball. And I mean, it's. I mean, folks, watch film right here. I don't give a damn how good Baylor is, but, I mean, they've watched film on each and every one of these games. They assume that Sark's going to come out and throw the ball, and then you try to run on second down, and that's where, you, I mean, you stuff you stuff the running game on second down, then you're down, you're in the third and eight. You're in the third and eight. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I man, I know every situation is different. Opponent is different. But I just can't, for the life of me, figure out why in this game, Playing Baylor, and again, I'm not dishing Baylor. Uh, they have a lot of struggles. I mean, there's yeah, they, a lot they, of, you know, dude. When when we talked to Craig the other day, he's like, "Man, I don't know. You know, I, I don't really yeah, know." And, and smoke usually, smoke usually is very hard on the Longhorns too, and get the Longhorns <laughs> yes. grief when they need to when they need to get grief. And uh, and smoke didn't really have anything to no. throw there, man. It's going to be no. a tough pill, man. Yeah, when when we talked when we talked about Wyoming last week, and we had Alex Taylor on, that dude comes on and he's telling us, "I'm thinking they're going to do this." And dude, and, and what they what what did what did Wyoming do? They came out with a dude that hadn't thrown a pass in D1 football. Multiple sets, multiple personnel multiple looks, sets. man, keeping us yes. all balanced. Yes. Here's um. And I, so we, yeah. we we know that there's adversity from the Baylor Bears standpoint. Of course, they've lost their quarterback already. Here, uh, now they got Sawyer Robinson coming in trying to lead the Bears to success. Here, here's Sark on Sawyer Robinson. I think the 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 athleticism for sure. Um, you know his ability to, to create uh, outside the pocket. Um, the, the other challenge is is a little bit of the unknown, right? I mean, he hasn't played a ton of football that way, and so. You don't have all the information that that you'd like, um, but you know he's a competitive guy. Um, you remember him and recruiting him coming out of high school, um, and he's a guy that I felt like probably played his best football uh, in the second half last week, and so maybe finding his stride a little bit more. So um, at the end of the day, you know I think playing Baylor, you, you got to do a great job stopping the run. You got to make sure you defend the play action pass. And then in that, and then when the when you cover it right, you got to make sure that he doesn't have the ability to use his legs uh, to extend plays, whether that's running it or extending plays to find throws off schedule. Yeah, and, and really, Robertson, you'd like to say that you'd, you'd love to give him some weapons, but really, man, you know, one touchdown, three interceptions on the year, and that's because his best target is a tight end, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw any in. You know, any shade towards tight ends here. We got one hell of a tight end, but you also have to have stuff on your outside. You got to have your wide receivers being able to create plays on the sidelines as well and stretching field and getting vertical rod. Yeah. yeah, and and you've got Richardson out of the game. I mean, he's hurt. I mean, they haven't used Reese. You know, we talked about Richard Reese a, a couple of days ago. He hasn't. I don't know why why they're saving this guy. I mean, maybe maybe they're kind of doing some load management right there, like Bucky Godbolt, just to get him ready for this game. But I mean, they're honing in a lot of the running attack. It's going to be on Dawson Pendergrass, and I just don't. I mean, if you're Texas, you or you are salivating right now at what you're going to be able to do against this offense because like you're talking about there you know with 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 Sawyer I mean it's like man you you should control this game from the get go yeah from and, the get go you should control this game 
Dabney's not just tearing you up in the red zone as well. Like Dabney's also got yards after the catch as well. So he's a guy that's going to be able to eat you up in between the hashes. I'd love to see what Forden and the linebacking crew is going to be able to, to you know, to you know, callous him up or or uh or or actually you know cordon him up and whatnot and, and be able to to hone him in. But to me, I think I don't think it's going to be a struggle at all for the Longhorns. I've already told you, man. The line's fourteen and a half. I look for the Longhorns to actually sail through this 23 and a half points, maybe 24 points to the good for the Longhorns yeah. to cover here. Um, which whichever game I'm going to be watching, I'll always be watching with audiovisual consultations. Oh. 512-255-8678. Go to their website at abconsultations.com. Look at the gallery of projects that they've done over the past 35 years since 1988 and setting the standard in audiovisual automation, man. You will not be disappointed, I swear. No job too small, no job too big. They can get it done for you, man. 512-255-ABConsultations.com. Give them a call today. You see the two flat screen uh, TVs that I have behind my house or behind the, the camera here? I also I'm got out. arcade machines too because I'm a gamer. Yeah. And then I like to watch Below Deck and I like to watch, you know, Real Housewives of any other USA city out there. Louisville. So I that and I go down to my home theater system and I watch provided by audiovisual consultations. 512-255-8678. That's ABConsultations.com. I'll tell you what, man, that dude's been doing it since 1988. He does it the right way. And like you always talk about, Wags, man, you go out and you look at the pluckers and all these different places where you've got all those badass, uh, you know, setups right there, multiple games, multiple TVs all around these joints. And odds are it's our man, Tom McKay, that's done that. I'll tell you that that dude right there, he's a he's a bad son of a gun. He's a Northwind. Bad. Morning, motherfuckers. Morning. Morning. You too, Woo. man. Hook, hook him as well, hey. man. Hook him as well. Yes. Yes. Great to be with you guys, man. Um, Daryl that, G. We got great, Darryl, that, that's a great intro. Right comments, one of my favorite commentors, Daryl G. The Horns Nielsen rating just dropped under the zones last month. <laughs> Yikes. I didn't know that people still pay attention to Nielsen ratings, dude. I of do. Course, those those I of you guys them. that don't know, Nielsen ratings are what gives you the ratings to the radio yeah. stations and to the media yeah. companies or whatnot. But I, there are very... It's almost as inconsistent as Quinn Ewers' footwork, yeah. the Nielsen rating. So you'll be surprised to know. Wags. I love Quinn. You know what I mean? As long as Quinn yeah. continues to stay hot, yeah, I love Quinn. So you'll be surprised to know. I, I track that shit. Radioonline.com, the best place to go where you can get all your market ratings. To, <laughs> man, I'm sorry. It's, it's, that's, that's my analytics that I check into sometimes right there. The analyst. Like the yeah. analyst, Rodney analyst. Rodriguez. Analyst. We're about to have Mike Harge jump on here. It's almost time for Hardball Harge and hanging with Harge. Getting ready to have his thoughts here. We didn't talk any Major League Baseball tonight or today, Rodney. What happened well, there? Well, everybody was off. The shit gets real now because you Not got, everybody was off. Baltimore well, lost. Baltimore well, lost. Well, Tampa well. Bay won. So Tampa Bay's, you know, a game and a half back from the, from the AL East lead here. So... We'll yeah. keep you apprised of that moving Dude. forward. Go ahead. AL West getting real today. It's, you got you got uh, Houston entertaining Kansas City. Holy shit! Uh, or, or no, I think or going to Kansas. No, entertaining Kansas City. So you've got that. Dude, Rangers, Mariners. Woo! Here we go. Want to talk about? Now, of course, if you're an Astros fan, you just want these two teams to just eat them up. You want you know splits between all of them here, so you can get some differential and you know extend your lead here. Yeah, yeah, and then the Astro, and then that series ends, and you get the Astros and the Mariners, dude. God damn, this could have baseball's got to be rigged. It's sexy. Baseball is sexy. You know who else is sexy? It's like pro wrestling. Hardball hard is sexy. 
We bring hardball hard, on. He knows it, too. He was ready for it. Look at that, dude. Well, look at that, dude. Or without a piano, his sexy <laughs> ass just brings that smile to the table, man. What's yeah. going on, Harge? It's Hang With Harge. Next, we got to get out of here. We want to give a shout-out to everybody that all of our sponsors that uh, that sponsor this show and sponsor this family, and to all you guys that watch us and pay attention and, and comment on us as well. You guys have been talking about, like, how can we help you guys out? You help our sponsors out, man. If you help our sponsors out, that'll just take care of us. So make sure that you're liking everything that they got going on between Syntex tickets, 7-Eleven. You know, I get my G fuel from 7-Eleven, guys. I wouldn't be as powered up as I am without my G Dude, fuel. I, I, I go to 7-Eleven all it, the time. Tom my, my credit visual consultations, yeah. great blue hair and furniture. They're the new sponsors. Give them a shout out as well. Last hand stats or last hit, last stand hats. You see Mike Harge always rocking that memorabilia there and all that apparel. You guys got to know it. I have it too. I just got it back there as uh, uh, Occupy left field as well. I like to keep it mantled. So uh, yeah, the Texas... Yeah. The Texas baseball team always sits there and, and has their praise and has their roses. Anyways, man, we got to get out of here. Hook them, guys.